This is Walt from Tell Him Steve Dave. I'm Chris Hardwick. Brian Quinn from Practical Jokers. I'm Jim Gaffigan. I'm Getting Steve Dave. I'm Chad Lindbergh. Hi, this is Mike Zapsack. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. Brian Johnson of Tell Him Steve Dave and Comic Book Men. Misinformation Podcast, baby! Information podcast contains themes and subject matter that may be inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Told you times before you're bothering me. And I've told you times again, stop talking to me. But you're relentless and I still can't believe you tried to ruin my rap. Contact Misinformation Podcast by emailing misinformationpodcast at gmail.com or find us on the Twitters at Misinfo Podcast. Welcome to episode 251 of Misinformation Podcast. With you, as always, I'm Zach. I'm Eric. Yo. Are you sure? I think so. It's been a while. <laughs> Hello. Uh, hello. Uh, yeah, uh, just, uh, we, uh, basically we just took a month off. I think it's pretty much what happened. I just... We fell off. Yeah. It, dude, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. Like, I don't know what the solution is to our scheduling problem. No jobs. Well, that'd be all right. Get money. I've been doing my best to try to ensure that happens. I've been buying the shit out of lottery tickets. Uh-huh. That's about the only uh, real option that I see at this point. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and yet I continue to spend money uh, as I talk to you into my new boom mic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, loving it. Loving it so far. It's nice because I don't have to worry about leaning forward. I can be comfortable while Fuck I record. You. Well, hey, if, if it continues to work out. No, I know. It's, out. I don't, it'd just be weird right here to have one that long. I don't. Like, I'd have to sit in your fireplace. Uh, no, it folds up. I mean, it'll fold up to almost... Yeah, but completely... I want it extended. That didn't oh. sound good. What? Somebody broke some stuff. Was it broke? I don't know. It just sounded yeah. like a bottle cap. Quiet little kid, we're talking about boom mics. <laughs> Boof. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm pretty happy with it. The, the reviews on Amazon were mixed. It was only 15 bucks. So, so for that price... Who cares about reviews? And that's kind of make I, your own. Well, that's kind of what I thought too. I was like, you know, if I get it and it works for a year, then that's pretty damn good uh, return on my investment. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm okay with it. And if it, if it works out, continues to work out, right. I think I'll buy two more because hmm. it just makes it easier for, especially whoever uses that third mic, to uh, sit on a bar stool and just have the microphone right in front of their. Because that's one of the biggest problems we have when we record more than two people yeah. in. Yeah. Well, and just in general, just with like gain management. On yeah. When I'm doing post, is everybody's levels are so weird because the microphone isn't right in front of them. Yeah. And it also makes it easier to have like an, uh, a natural conversation if the microphone is where where your mouth is. I mean, about the only other way to solve that problem would be a lot of podcasts use headsets, but yeah. I don't... Uh, get all Garth Brooks on it? Yeah, no thanks. I mean, I love love me some Garth Brooks, don't get me wrong, but... Um, right, I, but... I don't, I don't want to really do that. No, yeah. that'd be weird. Yeah, so this uh, episode is going to be uh, basically like a, a Walker Stalker Con postmortem. Yep. Um, because we uh, that's the last thing we did um, Truth. Of, of any note, um, and it was kind of a weird experience this time around because it was another convention that we attended not as press just as simple attendees and as we've mentioned in the past walker stalker is kind of a little uh different in the way that it's presented because it's it's really a singular focus convention um so that's a little odd to go not as press and have it be singular focus so speaking of that they had that special press like riser set up, if you will, that little area where they would do interviews and things like that. Right. It was. It seemed like it was always the same people up there. So did I, they only have one press? Like I, th- I think it was just Walker Stalker Con people. Doing their own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think that was specifically for, quiet little kid, we're talking about press and people and whatnot. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that's, I, I think that's what it was. At least that's the feeling I got. Like it was very, 
Well, and I didn't see a ton of press badges. No. So that's what I mean. Like, well, they might have really narrowed that and been like, you know what? Which, Our own people are going to cover this right. bucket. Which makes me feel a little bit better about us not getting... Ooh, she's mad. Uh, makes me feel a little bit better about us not getting press passes because uh, there I, I maybe saw four people. Yeah. I mean, and I wasn't really, I guess, looking terribly closely neither but i feel like i would have noticed like i i noticed different badges like if i walk past people and their badges look different it caught yeah. my eye and i didn't see that many i, I saw a lot of <laughs> deny guerrera vips which yeah was unfortunate for them i guess yes um because she canceled last minute which was too bad a uh, big blow up on the internet about that because uh they're like how dare she i'm like dummies she's contractually obligated i'm sure to, to do, do what she was doing other shit that has nothing to do with conventions you know and and it's just so weird i know i understand how, that people are looking forward to things but to react so unreasonably so often to uh Mm-hmm. to cancellations and stuff. And and it did feel like there were quite a few cancellations um for this convention, but lot, I yeah. but I think again that was because singular focus. So you're going to notice it more. You know, if you've got one person from Arrow that cancels, one person from uh, Firefly that cancels, one person from Star Trek that cancels, you don't notice it so much as opposed to six people from The know, Walking Dead and right? then two people from you know out of the Lost. four. Yeah. Um, I still, before we get too far into, you know, cause we're going to be critical because that's what we do. I mean, like that's, I think that if I was Walker Stark, I'd want people to be critical, but not just for the sake of being assholes, like, no. but I want to, I want to start before we get critical by saying, uh, it's still the best run con I've ever been to. Um, uh, wow. She's mad. Well, I don't know what's happening, but dang. Um, the, it uh, it runs it, smoothly. Yeah, and, and and the way that they treat their people, obviously, when you all of the uh, volunteers seem very happy to be there and and friendly and outgoing, and I think that that's a testament to the convention itself. Obviously, they treat their volunteers well. Well, and I saw like just they retweet everything. Right. So some of their volunteers right after the convention wrapped were like, "Oh, so much fun! Can't wait to volunteer again next year." So yeah, I yeah. think they definitely enjoy their time. Um, whereas like in a wizard world, a lot of times you're everybody like, everybody seems miserable. Yeah, it's like, why are you even here? Hey, hey, what time's this thing? At? I don't know, but you can't stand there. Yeah. It's so I can't weird. stand here to ask you a question. Well, no, we, we even saw an awesome uh, moment where uh, somebody was taking pictures in an area they weren't supposed to be taking pictures, and the volunteer is like, "You're gonna have to be sneakier than that." Yeah, that's all she's. And that's all she said, and she smiled with a smile on her face. It wasn't even like you know. I, and I did see a couple places where they were trying to be hard asses, and they were holding up. But signs she didn't. And, she merely chose to eclipse the shot. Yeah, and then go, "Oh, you're gonna have to be sneakier than yeah, that." Sorry, that, it was funny. I mean, instead it, of being like, "No," yeah. Do you, can't you see a read uh-uh. a sign? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. No, no. Which I still, I still think it's a stupid rule. It sure and, is. and it's obviously not a convention rule. It's a rule set forth by the guest that they don't want their photo taken. Which I do not understand. You right. realize where you're at, right? Yeah, I don't get it either. And I, and if you think that someone taking your picture as they walk by is going to affect your ability to get your picture taken uh, in a photo op. Uh, you're dumb. Yeah. Well, you're dumb. Because well, that, or, doesn't, that or, doesn't get them their picture taken with you. Right. And so it's not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's silly. I, I don't, I, I'm, it's something I'll never understand. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess maybe I'm not supposed to. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, they, uh, but it was only maybe five or six of the guests that had the, the signs up that yep. said no photos. And it was the bigger draw guests too, which is weird because those motherfuckers have already sold their photo ops. Yeah, they're, they're, they got VIP packages that are sold out. So. Um, why is Coral's autograph and photo ops so expensive? Yeah, what the shit? He was one of the most expensive ones. He was the most expensive one. He was the top build, like, money-wise and and he didn't do any panels. No. Um. He didn't. He wasn't out. Like, dude, Jose Pablo Cantillo. Cantillo, man, wins the fucking convention circuit yeah. forever. Like that guy knows how to work a convention. He was out walking around, standing on top of the the replica RV that they have from The Walking Dead, throwing out prizes and 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 shirts and taking having, people's cell phones from them to take like right. selfies from um, the top of the thing down into the crowd. Having a new Nerf gun war. Yeah. Um. Like, it just like the guy was having a good time, and he was involving. Uh. He, he was participating in the convention. Well, so here's the thing about that guy. No. Every time he took someone's phone and held it up. And took a picture of him with them downward in the crowd. That's a photo op somebody wouldn't have had to pay for. And also, it was one thing for him to be signing those shirts that that they were, like, slingshotting out. But at that last day that he stayed on top of the RV for, like, a half an hour, he was signing anything people would hand him. Except for, I noticed, one 
person handed him a Walking Dead action figure, which clearly he, they don't have one of him. Right. He, he grabs it. He goes to start to sign it, and he just looks at it, and he shakes his head, and he holds it back at them. And, he, and I could see – I couldn't hear him, but I could right. see he clearly goes – you don't want me to sign that. I'm not doing that. So anything else, though, he was... Yeah. But he was like, well, why was, would you give me, like... He was signing Nerf darts. I know. And then like, shooting them at people. Yeah. Like, it was really... Uh, and maybe he's... Maybe he has a rule about he won't sign other people's merch. Like... Maybe. Stuff that's, like, not him. Like, it seems silly to him, which I get. He seems so friendly and, and like, genuinely friendly. Yeah. I, I, I kind of wish I would have went to his table. Yeah. You know? I mean, but it's like, we got to see enough of that guy because he was, he was continually doing stuff and interacting. It was great. He was working it. Um, it weird weird deal not being pressed though mm-hmm. like i very especially at a con that's that small like i i personally felt like i i would have been very awkward <clears throat> in approaching pretty much anybody yeah um i mean i w- we spoke to two people we talked to uh um we talked to jay bonsinga yep um and ming yeah um and jay what a like everybody knows Ming is awesome and he's super friendly, but wow, Jay was a super duper friendly dude. I mean, like really, really, really friendly. Um, was signing his books for free. Yep, which is awesome. Um, and uh, came out from behind the table to do a picture for free. Right. Uh, well, and he just you know he meets how many thousands of people at every one of these conventions. Right. Right. And yet, when you walked up to talk to him. He he looked at you and just was like, "You look familiar," which may just be his line. It Who might knows? be, but right. like I think he felt like this is one of those guys that told me something I did wrong. Right. Like, <laughs> well, and then you proceeded to remind him well, what it, what it was that you told him that was, was like, wrong. I was like, "We talked about Menards, remember?" And then he's like, "Oh yeah, well all these gun nuts uh, yeah. have been up my ass." He didn't say my. He's a super friendly guy. Like he. Um, have been on me. Yeah, yeah all these gun nuts about, have been on me about. Uh, about you know, well, uh, no, on page 67, yeah, when no, he reloads his clip, yeah, they're Colt, cool. 9, Colt 911 wouldn't use that many rounds. And I go, yeah, gun nuts are special. I mean, I know exactly what they're talking about, and it was in dissent. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, we need to talk about Menards. <laughs> you know, and one thing that I regret there is I didn't pick up one of the paperbacks to mm-hmm. see if he changed it. Yeah, I know. You know, I should have looked. I, I wanted to look and see if he had, because he, he had said last year that that's one thing he wanted to change. Maybe he doesn't. Doesn't want to now though, maybe because it sparks more interaction. People come yeah, buy his books and get shit signed and yeah. talk to him just so they can tell him, "Hey, you did something." Possibly, possibly. I would. I, was yeah, like, Fuck it. I guess. Um, uh, so and then we went and talked to Ming, um, which uh, I still can't talk about what I talked to Ming about because it hasn't been officially announced yet. Yeah, they're dragging that out. Uh, for you. Well, they're they're trying. Uh, it's it. I mean, obviously, it's. Uh, I can't even. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't even say why that it's taken so long, but I know why it's taken so long, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, it's just a it's a process. It's a thing. Yeah. So I'm just waiting, but I, I talked to Ming for a little bit, and because uh, I'd never really talked to Ming one on one before, right? Um, and and he uh, was incredibly gracious, uh, wanted to have a beer with us, but he was staying in the hotel. We weren't. Um, you know, it would have been a good time. Sure would have. But uh, asked if the, if comic book men's coming to any Wizard World conventions, and he said only the ones they invite them to. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> apparently, Jason Muse is coming to Des Moines. Though. Yeah, he is. I so, saw it. He's on the bill. Yep. So I might maybe I'll shoot Ming an email and see if he can set us up a little something, yeah. maybe a, a short interview or something. With, be all right. With with the man, the myth, the snoogans. Be a good time. Boom. Apparently, he really likes uh, espresso. Drinks the shit out of it. Really? Because you know, he's clean. He's clean and sober. He's been clean for years now. And but that's his. Got to twitch somehow. I think that's huh? his drug. It's fucking coffee. <laughs> right. And the guy vibrates at a different frequency anyway. So yeah. Like, uh, wow. I can only imagine what uh, Jason Muse on a triple espresso would be like. Dangerous, yeah. I think. Um. So. Getting back to Walker Stalker Con, right? The other thing I found weird about being there, not as press, is that for me, mm-hmm. uh, really could have probably pulled everything into one day. Yeah, it kind of felt that way it, this time around. Um, you know that just because there wasn't as much for us to do since we couldn't right. go. The panels were only about a half hour ish long, and they only had what like five or six a day. Yeah, they and because some they had to move a bunch of them around um, because so many people canceled mm-hmm. um, and have different panels than the ones they had announced, which is fine. I mean, they say right in the Like, thing. it all worked pretty smooth yeah. considering, yeah, yeah, how much last-minute business they well, had to And, and they say, through. you know, panels are subject to change or cancellation without notice. Like, I get that. I'm not bitching that they moved it or they no, changed no, no. it. I just, I think, I think, honestly, obviously they're doing something right because oh, I, yeah. I, what did we hear their numbers were? 25,000? Yeah. 
Um, and that in Atlanta they had how many? I want to say like. Didn't you say sixty thousand? I want to say it was said? it was close to the numbers that DragonCon gets, which is crazy, especially because it's imagine. it's a day less and has way less offerings. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nuts to me. Um, I and I, I got that number from a pretty reliable source. Yeah, so I, it's got it's got to be. I would say it's accurate, but. Um, I mean, obviously they're they're having no trouble filling the days no. with attendees, but yeah, I think you could do one day um, and do it from like nine in the morning to ten at night and mm-hmm. get everything in that you need to get in. Yeah. Now I'm sure that the um, celebrities and shit wouldn't want to do that, you know. Yeah. But flying for a one day event, yeah, yeah, which sucks, and I I understand. Or that, maybe but... some would. A lot of times, like when the bigger, like when Andy Lincoln usually does it, right. he only does one day. Even in Atlanta? He only did Sunday from what I thought I read. Yeah, just Sunday. That's crazy. If it's a multi-day con, I can't see the logic in not doing all the days. Right. Um, especially if you're consider- if you're trying to be considerate of the fans. Because that pretty much wipes their whole day out. Their Sunday is going mm-hmm. to only be doing that. Because if you're... Yeah. You know, it was bad enough. We The lines... Uh, Chad Coleman's line was really long. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cudlitz's line was really long. I mean, what a it, difference from one year to the next yeah, for that guy! It's huh? nuts. I mean, last year we walked right up to Cudlitz's table. Well, last year, yeah, he never had more than a trickle. Yeah. He was giving out dog tags. Yeah. Like none of that this year. Yeah, well, and he obviously. I I, I would I would estimate a three hour wait for either one of those guys. Yeah. Um, wow. Which at a convention like this, I guess it wouldn't be that big of a deal because um, there isn't much else to see. Yeah, you're, it's not like you're missing on a lot of programming by the, doing that. Their vendor area was much expanded over last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still same types, all zombie, horror related, which is cool. Um, you know, if it wants to turn into a horror convention, I think that's awesome. I would support that. I think they should look into that for sure. Right. Um, just because then they can still call it, you know. They can call it a like a, something stalker con. It doesn't just have call to it just, stalker con. Yeah, just stalker con. You know, because yeah. what does Jason Voorhees do? He yeah. stalks you. What does Mike Myers do? Yeah, Michael Myers. Sorry, Mike Myers just yeah. says we're not worthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they should just expand and do all horror because a lot of the merchants there were selling you know all yeah. kinds of horror stuff that had nothing just, to do with yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, and that would be cool. And some of those guests would probably be pretty easy to get. There's a lot of them that always do like all the Wizard World shows, and then right. there's always like that little mini horror con that they sh- that they usually throw in Chicago. Right. A lot of the times, the same weekend that Wizard World Chicago is happening. Yeah, I. So plenty of those people like to tour. Well, and I wonder what the staying power. And maybe their goal isn't to last forever. Maybe it's just like as long as the show lasts, we'll last. We'll cash our checks, and then once the show's over, we're done. You know, maybe that's. I don't, I don't think uh, I, I could have swore the one guy tweeted not long after our convention that his goal was to see Walker, a Walker Stalker con in every state. Oh, that's dumb. That's what he said. Yeah, it's dumb though. I don't I don't agree with that. Yeah, me it takes, either. It's, it's kind of like what Wizard World's doing right now. I think it's great that we're going to have a, a Wizard World Des Moines to go to this year, mm-hmm. um, but it kind of takes a little bit of the specialness away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like again, it, it, it all goes back to that whole mainstreaming everything to it's not as great anymore because it's mainstream you know and if everybody can experience it it's suddenly not you know because it's a big deal to us to go to these chicago conventions because we get to get the fuck out of here for a little while yep you know get to kind of decompress go eat some pizza be not home you know not be in iowa because being in iowa for the most part sucks (laughs) i mean honestly i mean what it's 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 nice to you know even though as we were walking around chicago because we did a lot of walking around we did a lot of going to things that had nothing to do with the convention because um of its Navy Pier, terrible location for the convention. Fuck, terrible. Especially the voice auditions oh, were happening yeah. in the same building. Yeah, NBC's The oh. Voice was having uh, auditions Saturday and Sunday, and we had n- we knew nothing about it. And so we decided that we we're going to go about an hour after the convention started because we figured then we'd miss the big lines for getting your will call tickets and shit. And uh, it took us over an hour to get in. It was horrible. Because of traffic. Fuck. It was really, really bad. And then we had to park on the very top of the parking ramp um, in a spot that wasn't even a spot. We were directed there by staff. Yeah. You know, just park here. That's fine. Um, but it was just, it was bad. And then the second day wasn't quite, it wasn't as bad at all. Right. I mean, we parked in the first level. We pulled in and parked. Um, but we had to wade through the people from The Voice to get to the convention. 
And wow, talk about a big pile of obnoxious. <coughs> Lots of people that thought they were all going to be famous. Oh, fuck. Every was, single one of them. It was horrible. Convinced I mean, they were going to win. We saw everybody that you would expect us to see. Mm-hmm. That day, and it was just, and then a lot of people leaving sad. Well, and then the other thing, so it was bad enough that we get there Saturday, and we realized the voice is having auditions. But then right. at the end of the day, that first day when we left, there was some kind of weird fucking Mardi Gras party happening there, too. I'm right. like, Jesus, how many events are they having right well, now at Navy Pier? Well, and for, for those of you who haven't been to Navy Pier, because I'm sure a lot of you haven't, there's one way in, one way out. Yep. Like, talk about a terrorist wet dream. You know, like, it, it, there's one road that goes in. Because it, it's not really designed to be driven to. I mean, yeah. granted, there's a parking, a, a huge park, two huge parking garages on Navy Pier. But I don't think the idea is generally, you yeah. know, to have events there in the winter and you drive to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, have an event in the summer. And we could have ridden, either ridden the bus and walked a couple blocks or just, you know, we had would have had a lot more options if it was more, if the climate was more favorable yeah it sucked uh yeah it was bad because it, it was the first day was really cold right was it and then saturday was was, was a little bit better so fr- friday we didn't have any convention stuff to do it was bitterly cold uh saturday was nice and warm it was like 35 degrees um which felt like a goddamn heat wave yeah um and then saturday was cold or sunday was cold again yep um punching the balls which which was kind of nice because we didn't have to walk very far on sunday to get into the building but it just it just the the logistics of what was happening there were horrible, and that that has not, the convention doesn't have any control over that. I mean, they needed a big venue; that was the venue. I'm still always going to be a partial to having the event at, out, at the Donald E. Uh, Stevens yeah, convention because center. it's just it's big enough. They definitely did, big enough. They it can handle what they brought absolutely, and I think they should go back there. Yeah, uh, um, and because you know, then we can stay in the hotel, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I mean, more expensive, but awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, everything we need is there. Um, we, granted, we got yeah, to there's eat. no extra commuting if we don't yeah. want to. No. Um, and it saves us an hour. So it's sel- completely selfishness on my part. But, um, you know, it, it, there's another 45 minutes to an hour. Hey, I'm because, an American. Give me convenience or fuck yeah, off. Yeah, absolutely. Make this make this the McDonald's of conventions. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, because we driving into the city added another 45 minutes to an hour onto our, yeah. our drive time. And then driving out was even worse because we got oh. traffic. On a Sunday evening, leaving Chicago... It was bottlenecked yeah. for like. Why, little kid? We're talking about gridlock. Probably 30, 45 minutes yeah. at least. So that, oh, that was awful. But uh, yeah, I much prefer not Navy Pier again. And yeah. also, not in the winter. Why do you have the Florida convention in August? Right. Hot as balls. Absolutely. And the Chicago one in, in February. Yeah, I don't get it. Flip them. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, it makes What no, the no, hell? Take a year off on both of them, you know, and then and flip, flip that them around. Shit. Yeah. You know, it, please. It, just, it just seems silly to me. It, everything about it seems silly. Yeah. But maybe it's harder to get. Maybe that's part of the problem. It was maybe all based on availability of yeah. venue, and they're like, and, "Oh, we'll take that." That's and since no one wants to come to Chicago in the winter, the venue is available. Yeah. You know, I guess I it just uh, there. Uh, I, I love staying with Swartz, and I'm glad that we uh, we, we you know because we went and stayed with my buddy Ryan. Yeah. And, and we went uh, a day early so that we could hang out and. Um, and go, go get pizza and, and go, go down to the, the Avenue Tavern yep. on the corner of uh, Oakdale and Broadway. Check it out. It's a very nice uh, very nice little bar. They treat you friendly. Um, except for that one bartender who was kind of a dick at the end of the first night when yeah. we asked him to split our bill. And he's like, uh, it's going to be $10. This much each. a piece. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's cool, but what, you know, we both want to pay with cards, so we didn't want to fuck you into, yeah. like, running the cards weird. Like, just don't be a dick, all right? Um but we drank, I mean, affordable. Oh, yeah. Because uh, $10 pitchers, which you get four pints in a pitcher, so that's a little over four, two bucks. Yeah, four, four beers for 10 bucks. Yeah. I will take it, especially in Chicago. You never expect well, it to be that cheap. Because we, we went there planning to drink uh, Green Line, and nope. those were six bucks a pint. Yeah. So we didn't do that. No. Um, the second night was uh, $14 beer buckets, five five bottles of beer in yeah. a bucket for $14. That's cheaper than going to Smitty's. At 709 Jefferson Street in Waterloo. <laughs> uh, you know, they uh, it, that was good. We didn't pay a lot of money for food. The most money I spent on food the entire weekend was when we went to Hooters. Oh, when we went to Hooters after going to the Apple store. Uh-huh. Um, Apple for life, motherfuckers. For life. And here's why. As many of you know, I dropped my phone uh, about a month and a half, two months ago, and cracked the screen. It landed on the corner of the phone, ran a hairline crack about three-quarters of the way down the screen. Drove me fucking nuts. Phone worked fine still, but I did not want to be that white trash guy walking around with a fucking cracked screen forever. <clears throat> so um, I made an appointment at the Apple Store on North Ave in, in Chicago, just down the street from Swartz's place. And um, 
went in on Friday. We got into town, uh, just made it in time for my appointment. Uh, one o'clock, I made an appointment for one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, went in at one o'clock. Uh, the place was fucking hopping. Uh, apparently, the great thing about an Apple store is if there's forty people in there shopping, there's also forty employees. Yeah, like it was a lot of blue shirts running around in that rig. So I went up, checked in, said, hey, I've got an appointment. I said, okay, I have a seat at this table. And this guy comes up, and he asks how he can help. I handed him my phone. I said, drop the phone, crack the screen. And he looks at it, turns it over in his hand a few times, and says, oh, okay. Uh, usually these hairline cracks are covered for free. I'm like, uh... You heard me say I dropped yeah, it, right? Yeah, and it was clear. I mean, you can clearly tell by looking at it, it was dropped. Um, because apparently the iPhone 6 had some kind of a design flaw where the screens were cracking. I assume it has something to do with the bending. The whole bending thing, yeah, sure. Um, and so I was like, all right. And uh, I said, okay, well, if that's the case, um, would you? what would you give me for a trade-in from this to a 6 Plus? Well, I can, I can check on that for you. So he checks on the phone, uh, and, and it, it, basically the long and short of it is that they're not accepting a six as a trade-in right yeah, now yeah. because they're, they're worth too much money. So they what they'd have to pay you for them, uh, they wouldn't get any return on that. So I'm like, okay, cool. Go ahead and fix it. you know. And uh, he said, okay, it'll be ready for, in about an hour. So we left and we went to Hooters in downtown Chicago, um, which I would have swore we were in downtown Atlanta because every waitress was black. Yeah. Every, there was not a single white girl working in there. No problem with that. I mean, I'm not, it, just, it was a weird observation. I'm looking around. I'm like, holy shit, I feel like I'm... Way too honky to be in this establishment. Right. And I'm not exactly what people describe as white. So this is weird. <laughs> um, so we, uh, we we ate. I spent $30 because I drank two beers, uh, had uh, 10 wings, and some fries. So I spent like $30 in Hooters. And that was the most I paid for a meal the entire weekend. Yeah. Art of Pizza was... Dude, three sixty nine a slice. Mm. That is ridiculously cheap. Mm. So they must make their money on, on uh, delivery. Oh, I'm sure they do. So, I mean, you come, you go into uh, Art of Pizza, and you're paying three sixty nine a slice. Get two slices and a large soda for nine ninety five. Yeah. That is retarded <clears throat> cheap to get a meal in Chicago. But I, you know, as we walked past a lot of storefronts that weekend, I saw a lot of places where you can get a meal for five bucks. Yeah, what was that place? Burgers and stuff. Yeah, I was like, what's the stuff? Uh, what I don't do we know. get there? It's come. Uh, oh, <laughs> but it's. Uh, and then we went to uh, the artist formerly known as the Golden Nugget for breakfast on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, severely disappointed. Yep. <laughs> I, yeah, like, I believe we were overhyped. Well, I, I think part of the problem was I should have listened to our waitress. Well, but for me, you know, yeah. Swords hyped that thing pretty well. I, I had a bite of it. It was fucking pretty good. Yeah. I mean, and you can't really get it anywhere else. True. I don't, because you don't want to go to IHOP because you'll get hepatitis. <laughs> um, and so so I, uh, I, I ordered the... Oreos and cream pancakes, which on paper seems like an amazing idea. Even in picture, the yeah, picture it looked, looked amazing. Really... When I ordered it, the waitress I literally said to me, "Are you sure?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, what the hell is that supposed to mean?" And she's like, "Well, you know, it's one of those things that it's kind of neat to say you've had it, but it's a lot of sugar. It was just, it's a lot. All she kept saying is a lot. I was like, "You don't think <clears throat> I can eat that much?" I was like, "I'll put on a clinic for you, lady." And she's like, "Oh, okay." I should have listened to her. Yeah. Um, it, they were The pancakes were so dry. Um, Oreos are not meant to be mixed into anything besides ice cream, yeah. I don't think. Because they need, like, an ice cream, you have that nice wetness to offset it, you know, or a glass of milk. Yep. But, I mean, I poured my entire thing of syrup over the top of it, and it just sucked it up like nothing. And it was like eating pancakes with, like, <laughs> dirt in them. I mean, it was just, it was so granular and just... I, I mean, it tasted hurt. good, but... One were... one bite tasted good. Yeah. But then the second bite, you're like, now my teeth hurt. <laughs> and the third bite, you're like, I my eyesight's getting blurry. And the fourth bite, you're like, someone just cut off my left leg. <laughs> it, it, it just, in, in theory, it sounded like a great meal, but and I didn't finish it. And I didn't feel bad about not finishing it because I'm like, I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, and then I got some uh, hash browns with provolone cheese on them. I wouldn't do that again either. Yeah. There's just some cheeses that aren't meant to be on potatoes. It's a learning experience. Yeah. Um, that, but even that meal, I think it was like 15 bucks with tip. Yeah, I don't think it... Because yeah, it well, really? might have been a little more than that yeah, with tip. But It definitely wasn't very expensive, though. No, for... I, th I think the pancakes were 10-something. Yeah. Um, so not bad at all, you know? And I ordered the hash browns because I knew that I would need something salty to go along with all of that sugariness. Their coffee's good. 
Yeah. And actually, the restaurant is good. I've eaten there before. Like it's it, apparently what it used to be a Golden Nugget, and uh, some gal who worked there bought it and then wanted to add a bar. Well, Golden Nuggets don't have a bar, so they allowed her to keep the menu, but rename the place. Yeah, rename the place, and I can't remember what what it was called. Do you? The Edge. The Edge, that's right. Um, and it was good. I mean, the food was good. I, they, they had some omelets that would have been fucking amazing. I really wished I would gotten that yeah. chili one. Yeah, oh. they, they had some omelets that looked really good and would have been good because they had a couple plated right on the... Yeah. Like when you come in, they're just there for display. Which uh, is a good idea. That's yeah, a genius idea. I've never seen that before. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah. So that that was our eating experience that, that weekend. Hooters, um, Art of Pizza, Saturday night. Dunkin', or a Friday yeah. night and Sunday Saturday Dunkin' night. Donuts one oh, morning. And which, again, was a little disappointing. Yeah. Um, their donuts have gotten smaller, first of all. Yeah. Um, and they didn't seem at their peak of freshness to me. Right. They were a little dry. Well, we were a little late, I guess, and it was a Saturday. Still. So, um, because you got, what did you get? I got, uh, I tried two of those new ones. They've got, like, their feature flavor, so it was like a brownie batter yep. and a cookie dough. Yep, I did and both then those I, also. And then the hype got me, and I went and tried a cronut. Yeah, which you didn't. Which was basically a glazed donut. Right. Just a little bit different. A little flakier, maybe? Yeah, but yeah. it costs way more than a regular donut, yeah, so I, fuck that. I did the brownie batter, batter and the cookie <clears throat> dough, which, um... We're basically a, a bowl of donuts with a, a globule of brownie batter or cookie dough just hidden somewhere in the donut. Yeah. It was not infused. Usually in not, the, the yeah. ass end, like yeah. last bite that no you would No matter take. which bite you bit into, yeah. it was the last bite you took. Um, they uh, And then I got, uh, I, I also got, because I had three. What was the third one that I got? I don't remember. Something, uh, oh, like a, stra- a strawberry or something. like Oh, a, a jelly? A jelly, yeah, jelly filled. Again, there's just a little tiny bit of jelly in it. Like, I was actually very, very disappointed because mm-hmm. they were small. Like, you go to, like, a Casey's Convenience Store here and get pastries. Yep. And they've got some size to them, you know. And, you know, you can get a dozen for seven bucks. I think I probably paid seven bucks for those three. And a and, coffee, And yeah. a coffee that I couldn't drink for another 45 minutes. <laughs> At least you learned this time, oh, though. Oh, fuck. They from had, last time. Dunkin' Donuts coffee is so fucking hot. And, and not good coffee. I don't care what I, everybody, there's so many people who worship Dunkin' Donuts coffee and they're like, it's so amazing. Not really. Like, maybe if you put a bunch of sugar and cream in it, but then every coffee is amazing. Yeah. You know, it's just, it tastes like Satan's butthole. Like, it's just not, it was not good. It was so hot. And then I, so I couldn't, it wasn't cool enough to drink until we got to the convention. And by then I'm just, I'm vibrating from all the sugar in the fucking donuts. And the last thing I want is to pump caffeine into my fucking system. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. No, no. Art of Pizza did not disappoint. Um, it was everything. I still remember Friday night. Like, I wasn't even hungry when we got there. I ordered two slices. And the first bite, like, I was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You're making me mad right now. Oh. There I go. Oh, it's so good. Because <laughs> they had the special both nights. Their special pizza that just, like, basically has everything on it. Oh. And it's so good, man. Three, you know, because you order a fucking Giordano's pizza with everything on it. Mm-hmm. Um, for for a large or whatever we normally order, it's gonna be over thirty bucks. Yeah. I got two slices at Giordano's for fucking three sixty nine, or I mean at Art of Pizza for three sixty nine each. Yeah, it's that didn't stop it's us. So hard to beat. It didn't stop us from stopping at Giordano's on the way home and buying a couple frozen pizzas. <laughs> no, it sure didn't. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Yes, excellent. <laughs> we have talked more about the food than right. we have the convention. We'll, we'll, at go, this we'll point. go back. To I it. know it's, it's just, just funny. You can tell what we really enjoy. Well, you know what it was, and we were both looking forward to it going into it too. So at no <sighs> point did we get intoxicated. I don't think the entire weekend. No. I don't think anybody got drunk. Nope. Um, we had a good time. Again, I'm really glad that we went and, and spent that first night just hanging out. Yeah. Because normally we don't do that. Normally we're trying to get everything crammed in and have a chance to do everything. And yep. this th- this felt like a much more laid back, relaxed weekend. Yeah, there was no stress, no. time management issues, no. anything like that. Well, and, I, and I think part of it was that, honestly, at the convention there wasn't anything we really wanted to see. Yeah, there was no – we had no sense of urgency right. to get there. Like, oh, and, if we're not there right away. I will tell you, if you are a Walking Dead super fan, it is the, – the convention could not be – any more tailored towards you if you are the type of person that wants to get every autograph of every person from the walking dead go to that convention because mainly that's what there is to do so you're not missing out on a ton of stuff it feels like the 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 panels are there to basically for so people have something to do if they don't want to stand in line yeah is is how i feel it i don't think there's a, a low quality to the panels i think they're great they do a lot of multimedia stuff now where they'll run videos and clips and stuff during the panels yep. and, and 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 show you things um Heart Twins were there again, playing the same three songs that they know. Luckily, not as often. No, not as they often. I think maybe, tw- in between maybe twice each day. Yeah. Um, but still, I learned some new fucking... There's plenty of horror music and nerd music out there that you could play on a harp. Learn mm-hmm. some more songs. 
Agreed. They weren't dressed as obnoxiously this year either. Also, like, they weren't dressed like yeah. they're from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Do you, uh, so <clears throat> least disappointing thing, obviously, besides being pressed, would be what for you at that convention? The least disappointing thing? Just the overall experience or, and how well they treat it. Or everybody. I mean most disappointing. Most disappointing thing? Yeah. Um, and I guess I wouldn't even say that what I just said was least disappointing. That's the awesomest, like yeah. the, how they treat it. Yeah. The most disappointing thing, um, I, I would say, I guess I would say lines mm-hmm. um, because it would have been a nice uh, to be able to get closer. And I think that, that again, that's singular focus. It's not because the, con, the cons run badly. It's just th- there are 20 people there that everybody is there to see. Everybody's yep. there to see those 20 people. I mean, obviously there are people that were very approachable. Yeah. But I didn't have any interest in talking to them. Right. You know, and I wasn't press. So I would be going up and, th- and there's that obligation factor. You know, if you're not press and you go up to talk to somebody, you feel obligated to pay them for their time. Whereas if you're there as press, you know, you're going up for the interview. You know, I mean, I'm going to use that. It's not like I'm just like, hey, I'm using this press pass so I can get close to people and then not use any of the content. Right. Um, you know, you're going to use it like we did with Lou Temple, like we did <clears> with Cudlets, you know, all that stuff that we had last year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that this year, you just, it, it's tough you know but the lines are so long that people like i would have loved to have gone up and just told chad coleman hey man look i think you undersell everything when you act like you are just a really like solid mellow actor like yeah. you know you didn't go over the top too much with anything like and, and 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 i'm going to miss your character i think that they fucked his character yeah they did nothing with him the only the only two powerful things that they ever did with him were were the scene with him in the cabin with Judith and yeah. then the guy he didn't end up killing. Right. Which I thought they, they, and that's the other problem I had with it. They <clears throat> pussied Tyrese up in the show. Like he was not this imposing presence that you felt like, oh fuck, if, if just Tyrese were here, everything would be okay. Like it was in the books. Right. When he went into that fucking gym and three days later came out alive, that was a badass fucking moment in that right. story. Um, him going out of the cabin and then coming back in alive just did not have the same. And, and I think, that unfortunately, that is where the show fails a lot. Is they'll have these moments that could be amazing, and they don't handle them correctly. Yeah, there are moments that they could literally lift directly from the page that was ridiculously moving, moving and powerful, and they don't handle it well on the show. And I wonder why they choose so often to do that because well, it happens so much that you've got to assume at this point that it's a choice. Well, and just arbitrarily to... some yeah. things like um, you know, I don't, I don't think this is a spoiler, the leader of Alexandria is a woman. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't have a problem with it. I I was just actually we just watched it last night and I was telling Jenny I really like her. Yeah. I like the actress, I like everything, all the choices she makes, like the things she's doing as an actress. Um and and generally it's hard to sell me on a female like on an actress. Like, yeah. I prefer actors. I know it's going to sound sexist as hell, but I don't have a lot of favorite actresses. Yeah. I think she's doing a phenomenal job so far, um, and and I believe everything she's doing. And Jenny's like, well, she has a really politician feel. I'm like, yeah, right. That, that's great. <laughs> you know, I said, but very genuine feel too. Like I buy it. Um, she reminds me of Kate Mulgrew. If Kate Mulgrew was kind of cute, <laughs> but you know who Kate Mulgrew is, right? Uh-uh. Uh, Captain Janeway on Voyager. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but she's always been very butch. Yeah. To me, um, and, and this chick feels very. She's kind of adorable um, <laughs> for an older lady, uh, and and so it, to me, that's weird. Like it's just weird to, I don't know, to make these choices in the show. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know how we got on this. I'll be, but because um, <clears throat> you were talking about Tyrese and how you thought they oh, wasted right. and, his yeah. potential, and I would have and... liked to have talked to him. But you know, you weren't. I'm not going to stand in line for three hours to not buy something from a guy. Um, just to tell him, hey man, I think what you did was awesome. I think they didn't give you enough to work with. Yeah, you know, um, man, I would have loved it. I wanted to talk to Cutlets. I had shit I wanted to talk to him about. Um, but I, I never, in all the conventions I've been to, in all the years, have been willing to stand in line yeah. for an hour, two hours, three hours to speak to somebody ever. And I mean, there have been people like, you know, if I were ever going to do that, it would probably be Patrick Stewart, and I will never do that. Like, I just, I can't bring myself to do it. It just, it seems like such a waste. And I don't know if it's because um, over the past few years, time has become such a commodity to me. Like, I don't have free time like I used to. I just don't like, I don't like standing still. Like, I would rather walk the vendor area for three hours than stop and stand in line. You know, maybe yeah. part of it is just that if I'm walking the veterinary, I can stop and piss whenever I want. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why it is, but I just, I will not do it. I can't bring myself to do it. 
Um, you know, I, I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. And also because those big long lines, they feel a lot less personal too. Oh, sure. Because they have to move you through. It's just not fair to everybody else if they don't. So I, I just, I don't know. I, that's, that's the, probably the second most disappointing thing other than not, you know, not having press passes is just the, the sheer magnitude of knowing that you can't get close to a lot of people because the lines are so long. And again, I'm not saying that disparagingly. I'm just saying because of the type of convention <clears throat> it is. Um, if you're not a super fan, it's a tough convention to attend, especially for a whole weekend. You know. I'll say one thing disparagingly. Okay. Why the fuck would you put a zombie shooting gallery yeah. right next to the stage where all of the panels take yeah, place? Yeah, that was a bad deal, and I don't know if they. I don't know if if it's something that they've been using or if they just debuted it at Chicago and weren't aware of how loud it was. Or what, but that was silly. I mean, it was like... Uh, well, like, all the gunfire's loud enough, yeah. but then everyone's screaming as right. whatever's happening in that little tunnel happens is very distracting. Well, and what did you say? It's about 100 yards long? Maybe? Probably. And and uh, it was basically like a... Would they use, like, airsoft pistols? Or yeah, what? What it's got to be something like that. Um, where you could shoot zombies, and, and you were walking through, like, a maze, and, like, a, basically an urban setting kind of deal. Right. Um, yeah, and it, they were loud. I mean, it was really loud. Like, there were, there were moments when I thought it was people reacting to something that was happening on stage at the panel, and I'm like, why is everyone going so crazy and squealing and screaming? Did fucking Andrew Lincoln just surprise and show up? Did fucking Norman Reedus just surprise and show up? What just happened? And then we finally realized, I would say probably a good three, four hours into the first day, what what was happening. Okay. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like they didn't have enough room. There are a, plenty of places they could have put that instead. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there were several layout things that I had a problem with, and I don't know what how much of that is convention and how much of that is venue. Um, there was a huge, huge empty area between the back of the line or the back of the seating area for the panels and the first vendor booth. I, I felt they could have spread spread the vendor booths out a little bit more by utilizing some of that space. Yeah, that way it wouldn't be such a tight fit to right. walk through some of those aisles. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that RV, although kind of neat, took up way too much fucking space. And since it's not the actual RV from the show, it's a replica I couldn't believe that people were standing in line for an hour to just go walk through that thing. Yeah. And wasn't there a pinball game in it? Yeah. yeah Pretty sure was... Dale didn't have a pinball machine no, in his RV. I don't think he did. Um, you know, like, I, I, it, it's a neat idea and everything, but I can't believe they go to all the trouble of driving that to every convention. But it came in handy just for, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty neat. I think it would have been neater to have them do, like, interviews and panels from on top of that bitch. Yeah. I mean, it would have been kind of a cool thing to do. Yep. You know, um, it just seems silly... Silly to me. Like, I couldn't believe that thing had a line from the... Be- it had a line longer yeah. than a lot of the guests had most yeah. of the time when you'd walk by it. Yeah. It, that, would be the, that would be the equivalent to having a cosplayer signing photo. A Rick Grimes cosplay. Hacksaw Jack signing Rick Grimes cosplay and having a line an hour long as opposed to Denise Crosby from uh, Star Trek Next Generation and she also played uh, Terminus Mary yeah. from The Walking Dead. Her line only being two people long. Right. Like, that's weird to me. Not not to disparage Hacksaw Jack's fucking cosplay because he looks amazing, but... Um, but it's weird that you yeah, would yeah. think of uh, people lining up to meet him. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, or or a replica it. RV. Yeah. Like, it's not even the actual screen-used RV. It's... You know, you don't even see a, a line that long for, like, the Delo- replica DeLorean. But you know what? At least it's free, because I think at some of the Wizard World conventions, it's like 10 or 20 bucks to go to the Batmobile or, or the whatever DeLorean. to yeah. sit in it and have yep. them take your picture. Like, no way. Come on. Not doing that either. No, it's silly. But I, you Especially know, like, because it's they're not the real car. Right, right. It's not like it's not like fucking Michael J. Fox's ass sweat was actually on the seat. No, it's not. You know, hmm. the real Libyans were almost killed. What is this? <laughs> you know, uh, it, 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 uh... But they drive that motherfucker. Yeah. You have any idea how much money is spent driving that fucking thing across the country? I can't even imagine. And then it, it looked like it broke down when they got it home. Yeah, the radiator went bad. They had to replace the radiator, and they were worried that it wasn't going to make it to the Dallas Walker Stalker, which is coming up here shortly. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's just... It, it's weird. It's I, I, it's something I don't understand. Positive or negative, I won't I won't uh, hitch my wagon, to, hitch my horse to either one of those wagons because yeah. I don't care enough. Like either way, I don't have a strong feeling. It's just weird. It's something I don't, I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. It feels like your the energies could be spent in different areas. I yeah. guess is, is the best way to put it. Very much uh, found the old tried and true method of uh, waiting till Sunday to buy merchandise oh, to yeah. be successful again. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and that's at every convention. Yeah. Like they they don't want to have to pack that shit up and take it away. Yeah. Of course, you as we saw even on Saturday, you run the risk of them running out of what you want. Yeah. You know those Gizmo uh, 
uh, Funko, vinyl, yeah. Funko Vinyl Pop deals. Like, I wanted to grab one of those. I walked away. They had two of them. Came back an hour later. They were gone. Yep. Um, I did still get my uh, uh, my burnt up Stay Puff. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man and my Slimer, both for a little kid, uh, which... Weird thing. So uh, I get them home and give them to her and show her to show them to her, and she loves them both. You know, she's playing with them, and you know, she's only a year and a half old, so she doesn't really even get the concept of like an action figure or anything. But she's bouncing them off the floor and kind of walking them around and stuff. Well, I uh, she set them down, so I took them up and put them on a shelf in her room. A couple days ago, I come home and I go up to get a diaper or something, and Stay Puff's not on the shelf anymore. I come downstairs, and he's mixed in with the rest of her toys. So I send Jenny a text. I'm like, hey, how did Stay Puff get down here? She goes, is that not a toy? I'm like, actually, it's a limited edition vinyl collectible. <laughs> and she goes, well, you're going to have to tell that to her because she thinks it's the, her thing to practice open mouth kissing on. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, like, apparently, she loves to kiss Stay Puff on the mouth. All right. Yeah. So I thought that was a little little strange. That's funny. I like it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I... <clears throat> So now she just plays with it all the time. Yeah. It was only fifteen bucks. Who fucking cares? Oh yeah, right? you know. And you could probably pick up another one the next time we go. To I Adventure. hope so. But they're supposedly they're limited. I don't. Yeah. I mean, they're not numbered or anything. But I don't. Jesus Christ! I don't know what just happened. Um, Nobody steps on a church in my town. Yeah. Um, they. Uh, but yeah, and they had a lot of cool merch. I mean, like if I had an unlimited stream of disposable income, there's a lot of shit I would have bought there. Yeah. They had a ton of McFarland toys. Figures. Yeah, lots of different booths. Dude. You know, yeah. for as hard as they are to find on Amazon, you can find them at a convention. Yep. That's probably why they're so hard to find on Amazon because they're selling them like fucking gangbusters at these conventions for reasonably priced. So you just have to be careful because one asshole may be selling one for twenty five that you can get in another booth for fifteen. Yeah, it's uh, it is amazing, and that's just like you those pop vinyl figures. Like a lot of places, they were like twelve to fifteen bucks a piece, and yep. then you go to a different booth and they're ten dollars a piece. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I paid fifteen for the Stay Puff and ten dollars for the uh, for the Slimer. Yeah. So I and I, I didn't I felt like that was extremely reasonable. Yeah. Like the, or like those horror T shirts that I wanted to buy. They were twenty five bucks a piece on Saturday, and I got two for thirty five on Sunday. Nice. So come well, on. And that guy was kind of in your fucking face too. Like yeah. he he was a, seemed like a pretty nice guy, but totally a salesman. Oh yeah. And like I wanted to get away from that table. When you're there, I ended up having to walk away. Yeah. Like he wasn't being rude or anything. It's just I don't like that. Sales. Very hungry. Yeah, that sales technique is just like it's like everything's uh, practiced and rehearsed and yeah. We we it's know just guys. fun we, though. It's, we know guys. It's like fun that guy. though because on Saturday he did the exact same thing to me. Like he'd never seen you before. But but I didn't uh, bite because I was like his prices will be lower tomorrow. So it's oh, yeah. very interesting to see how they react when they realize it's not working on you. Right, like they're just done. Like I just want to, I, I just yeah. want to buy something, but I don't want to pay that price for yep. it. I'll wait. Yeah. Yep. Damn it. But it worked. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good deal. I'm glad. It, I'm glad it worked out for you. I didn't buy anything for myself. I don't yeah. think. Oh yeah. What did I buy? I bought something. hat. Huh? Didn't you buy a beanie? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I bought a Walker Stocker Crown hat. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty yeah. much it. There. That's a weird thing about convention shirts. They're usually ugly. Yeah. Like, I, I wish that convention would start designing a shirt that I want to wear in there, public. I saw today online, there's a cool one for C2E2. It's like a three-quarter sleeve, like baseball-style tee. Right. It's black with red sleeves, and the front like logo, it looks kind of like a like a pub shirt. It's almost like bar-style kind of oh, okay. C2E2 right, right, logo right, right. and stuff. I was right. like, oh, finally, a shirt that's not completely hideous. For a convention, we're not going to. I know, of course, <laughs> right? Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Also, uh, kind of shocking how many, like, how the lack of subtle t-shirts you could find everything's like obnoxiously oh, yeah. decorated well just in just uh just merch yeah. or if you do find a shirt that has a cool visual yeah. they wreck it with the, with the uh verbiage like yeah. don't put the words on the shirt i well, don't need it per- i know what it is perfect perfect example is this is my boomstick the army of darkness it like, doesn't, no shit. Yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't need doesn't to say it. If, if if someone is buying that shirt and it has to they have to have army of darkness on it uh you don't want them wearing your shirt right um i was looking for nothing more than a zip-up hoodie. Like a nice, simple... What I wanted was a zip-up hoodie with a bloody zombie handprint on the front of it. Pre- preferably separated by the zipper. Couldn't find nothing. No, every nothing every like zip-up her- hoodie was fucking Daryl porn. Yeah, they were. There's a lot of Daryl porn out there. Jesus. But, and I don't mean like like his dick's out and like he's fucking something. I just mean like, like it's obviously marketed towards women. Like it, it says everything but Mrs. Daryl Dixon on it. Yeah. Um, and I don't need, I don't want that. You know, I just want a, a, a nice, simple zip up hoodie that obviously is zombie merch, yeah. you know? Um, 
you know, most of the stuff, it's, it, it just says stupid shit on it, like um, Woodbury. Yeah. You know, Woodbury where the zombies come out or something stupid like that. It's like, yeah, we get it. Be a little more subtle. Like, I did see one shirt that said uh, Woodbury population, like, 160, and then that was crossed out, and then it said, like, 18 or something. Like, yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was. The only other good one was the the Carl in the house shirt. Oh, what was that? Remember we saw that shirt that just said, uh, keep calm and keep Carl in the house? Yeah, or, right. Keep calm and Carl's not in the house, yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my one of my favorite pictures that I took the entire weekend was the picture of uh, Carl's table, yeah, completely with him empty, not there. nobody there, nobody in line. Like, like once, once again, again, Carl's not in the goddamn yeah. house. Like, even when he could be making sixty five dollars, well, somebody posted a, a picture from the latest episode of uh, Carl staring out the window, checking out that chick as she's climbing yeah. the wall, and, and they were like. Carl's fascinated because Enid never stays in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I turned to Jenny uh, when him and uh, Rick walked into that house, and they're both looking around. I go, holy shit, Carl's in a house. Yeah. I don't understand nerd merch. You follow Ripped? Yeah. It, a lot of their shirts are obnoxious. Yeah, they always – and they, they're one of the worst. They always wreck it with either, like, having to over-explain the T-shirt. Right. Or, yeah, or the shirt – or the image itself is just too ridiculous. Or just simply by putting Doctor Who and everything. That too. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, Ugh. I get it. I get it. Ugh. I get it. People like it. People like it because they're told to like it, not because it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's that. So, yeah. Not a fan. Overall, I mean, I'd say good convention. Yeah. Good execution. What else I don't understand, and this isn't exclusive to Walker Stalker by any means, but I don't understand why you would pay money. I'm hoping the answer is that they don't. Why you would pay money to go to a convention and spend the whole convention or a whole day of the convention getting a tattoo, especially when those tattoo artists aren't particularly masters of their craft. Like right. it's all pretty generic stuff. Right. And usually they've got a book of like six. They're, like the zombie ones that they were doing for the weekend were literally numbered. It's like going to McDonald's. You order a number one, it was two fifty. The number three was you know four hundred seventy five bucks, right. or the number four was seven hundred dollars because it was a huge piece. But so everybody at the convention was making the same of four choices to get a well, tattoo as you are. Yeah, so you're saying potentially there could be four people just in this building alone with the same tattoo you have. Yeah, just in this building, like not not in the mm-hmm. city or in the state or in this country. Four people just in this building today today right. may have the same tattoo you have. No. Um, and. and it, <laughs> I will go as far as saying, though, that there was not a single attractive person being tattooed the entire weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> which is about what you'd expect. Uh, which is strange to me. Like, if, if I'm a tattoo artist, right, and I want to be showing off what I'm doing there, and say I'm bringing... And maybe these people were just convention goers. Well, because remember that one bitch that's like, what is fucking going on here? Yeah. Why won't people move? I'm about to go crazy. He better be done with her tattoo. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what you want. Somebody who can get it done quick. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Put a rush order on that tattoo, please. Well, and then I turn around and look at her, and I go, yep, she's exactly what I expected her to look like. <laughs> you know, like a fucking goddamn rhinoceros. Like, she was just like, had bitch face, and was about... 280 and just uh, bad calf tattoos and just like well, i wanted yeah. to push her down the fucking stairs yeah. um strangely though not a whole lot of that this that weekend like i, I didn't get a lot of con rage i didn't <laughs> get a lot because usually you do but for some reason again sunday there were probably a, a thousand percent more children on sunday than there were on saturday yeah and i don't understand that there's there were no there were no activities for children it, it should have been equally distributed i have no idea why Sunday, we had more children. Well, and there was no exclusive guests to Sunday. There was no reason no. why Sunday would have been the, hey, this is the day we need to go. Yeah, it was just, so I don't it was just weird. Because at a lot of conventions, Sunday is kids' day. Yeah. Like, they'll have special, like, face painting So maybe the people shit, you know? that are used to going to conventions just assume that and could, they went. I suppose that could be. Yeah. That, hey, maybe there'll be some activities for the kids. Because uh, kids, like, 12 and under get in with an adult pass. So, like, yeah. an adult gets, they can get up to two kids in on their pass. Which is good. Which is, cause... yeah, it's just cool. Because I wouldn't want to pay to get my fucking... 11 year old in to a convention because they're just going to be bitching about walking the whole time i don't want to walk anymore can i get the five can i get a six dollar slice of pizza no you can get uh, a 369 slice of pizza where it's good yeah when we go to art of pizza on ashland and cedar and chicago cedar <laughs> Falls. Falls. Wow. i wish yeah oh that would be awesome that would be awesome. i'd be so fat Dude, again I'm, I'm telling you man like you you know the fucking food business because mm-hmm. what you've done in the past is just fucking let's open a joint Oh shit! I'd be so fat again if I had regular access to that pizza. Oh, no, I think if you had regular access, you wouldn't eat it all the time. It'd be like a once a week deal, sir. I don't know, sir. I wouldn't. Like if I lived in Chicago, somebody just posted today 
that they had forgotten about some fancy sandwich that occurs in Chicago. And I looked at it and I was like, holy fuck, where do they make this sandwich? <laughs> I didn't click on the link. It looked like meat rolled within meat rolled within meat with cheese on the inside. It looked like it was fucking amazing. Oh. Um, and I'm like, I need to find out where the sandwich is. Because yes, maybe next time, of, baby. Yeah, maybe next instead time. of Art of Pizza two nights in a row, maybe I'll go get that sandwich one night. Uh, I, I just it looked really good. I don't even know what it was. I don't even know what kind of meat it was or anything. But just something about the presentation of that sandwich <clears throat> made it look fucking amazing. Wow. Um, so uh, contacted uh, Walker Stalker of, of some ideas that I had uh, and received a response. Don't know if it's going to go anywhere yet, but it's a possibility that something could come of it in the, the not too distant future. Something that would allow a little bit more inclusion. From yes. non-traditional media outlets. Yes. You know, so it was fingers crossed. They were very receptive. Um, uh, the guy that I've been in contact with at Walker Stalker since basically the beginning, uh, very receptive to uh, some things that I'd kicked around in and shared some of the same views and actually had some ideas. Along the same lines. But more grandiose. Yeah. Um, that they had been talking about. So, um, but to be involved in it would be pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. I'm not going to get my hopes up. I mean, they they obviously have plenty of people in place to handle the sure. convention. Um, but it would be nice to be involved or, or at least see an idea uh, worked out that would that would make it a little easier for uh, people like podcasters and bloggers and stuff to be a little bit more involved yeah. um, without receiving full media. Because that, that was kind of my idea. It was I was like, dude, you know, I understand why you don't want to give people uh, podcasts and bloggers full media access. I get it. It makes sense. Um, but there are ways to for, for Walker Stalker to make more money on podcasters and bloggers and still have the podcasters and bloggers feel like they got a unique experience. So, yeah. Oh, I think so, too. So fingers crossed. I, I hope to see that work out, if for nothing more than it gives you a little bit better experience for the work that you put in. Yeah. On both sides, honestly. But I don't really have any big complaints. I don't, uh, Nothing happened at that convention where I was like, motherfuck. Right. Really? Except for the voice. And that's yeah, not their fault that, at all. That, but like I I mean the only time I found myself saying that the weekend was like, God damn it. Right. God damn you the voice. Right, that and the entrance and exit. Well actually, yeah. actually leaving the convention, we scooted right out. We had no trouble with traffic either day leaving. Yeah. Um it was only leaving town on Sunday that we really ran into a big problem. And honestly that wasn't even terrible. Like, no, comparatively. I mean, it, you could, know. it could have been a lot worse. I'm I'm always impressed. Like I mean I, always. We've been twice, but I, I'm very impressed with how well they treat the attendees, not just the not just the celebrities, uh, but the attendees and obviously their volunteer staff. And I think by having an environment where your volunteer staff is happy, happy, it makes for a better experience for the attendees. It's just yeah, it's just nice to see that maybe somebody finally understands that. Yeah, yeah, so. and 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 the only, my only fear is that as they expand, they might fall into the same trap as a Wizard World or, or strangely a C2E2, which has one convention. But I'm, I know they're run by another company yeah. that has multiple conventions. But it feels like a family environment. It all again, I had said last year, it, it feels like everybody found out about something that only they're in on. Yeah, is what Walker Stalker still feels like. Um, it's the way that the people on panels address the crowd. It's the way that you're uh, treated when you come in. It's the way that uh, traffic moves. It's the way the celebrities respond to people. Everything is in this very. You found out about the secret meeting. Come on it. Yeah, it, it really feels that way. I don't know how it can still feel that way when they've got like 12 conventions now, yeah. but it still does. And, and and maybe that's why Walker Stalker always have a little special place in my heart. Um, whether or not we'll return next year if we're just attendees, I, I probably not. I, I would like to have a little bit more involvement um, to go, just because it's a singular focus convention. If I can go to a, a Wizard World or a Dragon Con or a, you know, even a C2E2, to be honest with you, if they'd start treating people better, yeah. it's a better return on my investment going as just an attendee. Um, you get to see more things. You get to experience more stuff. It's a wider focus. It's more nerd culture than it is just zombie or horror or Walking Dead, for example. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's great. I mean, it works for them, and I don't disparage that at all. It's just it, when you're trying to decide, should I go to a Walking Dead convention or should I go to Wizard World? To me, it's kind of a no-brainer as a geek that yep. you might want to go to a Wizard World because you'll see a lot of those same people, but you also get to experience other things. If you're a, if you're a Walking Dead super fan, you go to that fucking Walking Dead convention because it, it is an experience that you'll remember for the rest of your life. Truth. Um, anything else? I, I I think we've been fair. Yeah, I think that about wraps it up, man. Yeah. Um, thank you for uh, for extending the opportunity, um, Walker Stalker, for us to go. There were some kind of cool things that happened that allowed us to go to this convention uh, this year. So um, thank you to Michael Guthis for making that happen. Um, uh, thank you to the Walker Stalker family for just treating everyone very well. 
Um, and thank you to Michael for being so approachable. I've been in a lot of contact with him, so I think that's that's really great that he answers my emails. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and, and, and you guys are doing it right. Thanks for putting together a convention uh, for a, a specific set of fans and treating them the way that they deserve to be treated. Word. This has been episode 251 of Misinformation Podcast. With you, as always, I'm Zach. I'm Eric. Love you. Tastes like Satan's butthole. You've just heard the misinformation theme song, Hostile You, by the Matt Lees Band. Thanks for listening.